to the Kwame Lasso, the Sports Talk. We are live again. Another week of uh, sports talk about a whole bunch of things. We got to talk about that Cole Hamill hockey. Somebody keeps saying it's history in the making, and actually it is. But we got Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, and Sydney Liskers in the studio. Uh, how's you guys' weekend? It's good, good, good. good. Oh, yep. We did have a good we weekend. We did the NFL oh. Alumni Super Bowl of Golf. That Holy was actually man. fun. It was fun. Where were you, Alex? Why didn't you show up? I was working. See, you're not going to be a part of this. Uh, this right here, what we got? You know what? This is a work relationship. I don't. I don't want to. I don't need to step outside. The <laughs> I work can understand that. Right I can here. understand that. So I'm going to let you go to get away with that one. Uh, I appreciate. <laughs> it. I thought you liked that one. I thought you liked that one. I can understand mm-hmm. that one, but. And we we had a good time. A, a lot mm-hmm. of guys showed up. Uh, Cindy took care of Vita Blue for me. He can, he came out. Mm-hmm. Had to get the guy a ticket at the last minute. Ooh, we got, we, got, dude is awesome. Yeah, he calls me sports chick. Yeah, he um he, he's a good guy. I met him um in Steve Young's event, and ever since then we just text back and forth or talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a I got a, a free twosome over there at the Olympic Club where he is. He's out in the San Francisco area. I just never used it. Yeah. Two two days of golf. Uh, two nights at a hotel, wow. and I'm letting it go to waste. It'd be worth flying in for. <laughs> yeah, I, for I'll real. pick up golf just to go do that. I'm gonna see if I can um, find it first, and yeah. then and then, <laughs> then politic and see if I can use it if it hasn't expired already. There you go. But it was a great event. We uh, we had a good time. Um, did you stay at the hotel, Deborah? I didn't. No, I drove you back, and back and forth. I did. Twice on uh, twice on Friday and once on Saturday. How dare you, Cindy? Mm. How dare I? I could have got her a room. Oh, well, see, you got more pull than I do. It's true, sir. True. Well, yeah, true. I would assume that that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, you call me? back and forth? Yeah. That's a long ways. It is a long way. It'd pack a lunch to get both directions. Okay, you shouldn't live in a high-written district. You, it wouldn't, you wouldn't have to go that far. Desert Ridge. What about... Um, could have had the golf... I got a lot of golf courses up in my area. You could have had it up there, too. No, we can't do that. I like the common folks. I, we got to have... <laughs> Listen to <laughs> you. Listen to you. Uh, uh, no way. Did, did uh, Jen stay up there? She stayed at the room? No. She was driving back and forth too. Um, she hung out with me. We all got ready. No, no. Oh, okay. But she didn't stay. Wow. She had her kid. She was going back and forth. She could have had a. They got rooms for kids. Bad beds for kids. <laughs> I'm gonna create me a hotel. Beds the pool for looked kids. really nice. Beds didn't, for kids. Beds did for you kids. get to hang out by the Youth pool beds. at all? You know what? My boys came to the pool. I, did, I didn't hang out at the pool uh, at all. What did I look hanging out at the pool? It looked pretty. I couldn't. I can't really drink anymore like I want to, so I can't because of my heart condition. Mm. I love too hard. Especially being in the heat. <laughs> yeah, love having such a well, you, you love crown too hard. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get that. That was a good And one. for those of you, I got to mention, for those of you going to the Avengers, if you haven't already gone, Ooh. sit through both sets of the credits. Dude, if you don't do it, you're missing you out. You should have told me that before I'm I went I'm telling you, you should have called me and said, hey, lady, what's going on with the Avengers? What am I supposed to do here? I saw the, I got I the, I inside saw the first track. part. There yeah. was some more. They were sitting at the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, oh, I don't okay. want to give it away for those who haven't okay. seen the movie. I'm going to give it away. So, yeah, there's a first set of credits, there's a little bit of a scene, and then there's a whole long set you know of credits, and there's another scene. I'm going to take the boys to see Avengers. Hey, it's worth fun. going back to. It's a fun movie. You went with that I laughed, I cried. It was I a lot with, of excitement. I, I'm always by myself. I go places all the time by myself. Call when me. I, That's what I do, too. <laughs> I, I like being by myself because I don't like anybody touching me. That's why. Yeah. I like to just enjoy the movie and 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 try to get something out of it and watch it. Don't come to the movies and chit chat. So yeah, like chit chat. Yeah. Sound like and people trying to play with your hair while you see movies. No, no, the just the, the boys are getting up and down. They run up and down. All of a sudden, they got to pee. Daddy, uh, daddy, what, what? Every two minutes, they peeing. Yeah. So, 
All right, look, All right. enough of them. Uh, bad boy. They hard-headed, too, man. They, good thing they smart, but they hard-headed. Uh, coyotes, let's get into that because cause they're here in Arizona. Because it's history. And I'm saying coyotes, not hockey, so let's go talk. Go ahead, Cindy. Here's your moment. That wasn't me. That was. That wasn't it was me. both of you. Go ahead, Sam. Coyotes. Going to the Western Conference Championship. It was amazing, the game yesterday. Mike Smith was on fire. He had 33 saves. He looked amazing. Well, you know what? The Capitals, brother, they down, what is it, 3-2 to the uh, Rangers. Mm-hmm. They about to pick it up because if um, Diane Limerick wants to go to the hockey game, because mm-hmm. the Coyotes, well, they have the conference final, right? It, yeah. Coming up now. So, well, yeah. she still got ways to go. Well, I still got ways to go because I'm paying for it, right? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> well, they better step oh, it up. Right. Coy- that thing going, yeah. yeah. Well, and Coyotes I, won the ice now, so they get the well, advantage, too. Yep. Yeah, they got home ice. It's home, yeah. home field. Home ice. Mm-hmm. I call it home ice because there's no it field. It is home ice. That's what I said. No, first you said home field. I said home. F- okay. And then I said okay. home okay. ice. Ice okay. field. Ice. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Okay, so, I mean, this is really going to come down to because LA, LA uh, has beaten two teams they shouldn't have beaten in theory. Right, St. Louis. How do you beat St. Louis? Mm. And, uh, and sweep. Yeah, so uh, you have two of probably the two hottest goalies that are still in uh, the playoffs. Uh, Jonathan Quick is a stud in his own right. He has uh, Mike Smith is third in save percentage in 948. Jonathan Quick is 949. Uh, Jonathan Quick has led up 1.55 goals a game to Mike Smith's 1.77, and they both have eight wins. So this is going to be a one nothing 2-1 series all the way through. It's going to be really interesting to see if the Coyotes can grind down in the last five minutes of the third period in every game and not give up that not give up that tying goal or the or the closing goal like uh, like last night they gave up a goal with under six minutes left that that that, uh, that tightened the game up. You don't want to tighten games up. You want to you want to close out in the last five minutes and not let the team back in. I think the Coyotes have to take more shots. When they were playing the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks had 32 to 12 shots, and Coyotes was winning that game. Their shots were efficient, but. They need to take more shots, put more pressure on the goalie. Mm-hmm. That way they feel their way throughout early because they start so slow, whereas to, they've always at, at a 2-2 lead or they end up in overtime. But this year, overtime, when they go into overtime, it's, it's not a big deal because the Coyotes have been winning a lot of those this year. So I think they battle-ready, battle-tested as far as whomever they play this year. I, I think Lindquist over mm-hmm. in New York is still mm-hmm. the best goalie. Best dressed goalie and, and, every, and everything <laughs> else. Silent. That guy is that guy is a monster. Yeah. So I mean, two things that two things that the Coyotes have to focus on if they're going to win. One is they cannot turn the puck over, especially on shift changes, uh, because that it, hockey over any other sport, yeah, uh, like punishes punishes teams for turning the puck over. Because I mean, it, most of the times it's in shift changes yeah, or, yeah. or 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 mispass in front of goals mm-hmm. in front of the goal or whatnot. The other thing is you have to keep your defense spread so Mike Smith can see everything that's around him. Because all the goals that are usually they're usually scored against Mike Smith are when he's covered up by his own yep. by his own team. Exactly. I, I love it, how they shift change. I love how they do that. No other sport can do that. No. No other sport on can the fly. on the fly. Yeah, I, I love that. It's not. I mean, and and uh, I mean, I got into those hockey. turnovers are from because it's so fluid, like football. <laughs> Turnovers are big too, but you know it, yeah. there's stoppages in play, of course, between every play. This is so fluid, as, as we're saying, and it's and I, I think that's the best part of it. You get to change on the fly, and um, like any other sport, you stop. You got a timeout. You got a time to mm-hmm. make an adjustment, but not in hockey. You coming in, you better know where you're supposed to be it's and go. Blow and go moment, Do I hear moment. hockey fans in this room? I hear uh, uh, we got a surprise well, caller. That's who our surprise fans. caller is. <laughs> who is this? I don't know. Eric tells you to do it. This, this is what you need to do. When Eric says to do this, this is what you need to right. do. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know who that what? person is. That's a, a somebody with a voice, a microphone at their throat. They can't talk because they used to smoke. Who was that? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> Stephen Hawkins. <laughs> who was that? Who's the surprise caller? Hello. Hello. Is that who is this talking? This is Kwame Lasseter. All day long. Who is this? <laughs> this is E. Hill, baby. What's up? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, E. Good to hear Easy. your voice, guys. What's up, man? We were just talking about the event last week. Uh, and if y'all don't know, E. Hill about to be something special again. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. What's up, buddy, man? Thanks for calling in. Oh man, I'm just checking you out, man. I've been, you know, everybody been telling me about your show. I've been trying to, been hearing bits and pieces about you, so it's good to catch up with you. You, you know I'm hot, man. I stay hot in the valley. You know, this is Arizona, baby. <laughs> hey, 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 one thing I can say, Kwame never lacked confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had some good teachers. I tell everybody, man, I tell these guys, uh, not the guys in here, but you are, in the studio, we got Alex Clancy, Deborah Debray, you met Deborah, and Cindy Liska. But I, I tell her, I came to the right team. I came to a team of veterans that wasn't afraid to uh, help a rookie, uh, an un undrafted rookie, uh, and that's what made that team good for me. I didn't want to lead the Cardinals, because, but, you know, you got all this free agency nonsense, but I came to the right team. I had some veterans. Eric Hill was one of them. You learn how to study. <laughs> you learn. I can tell you a bunch of stories about this guy as far as on the field. It's like train wrecks every time he play. But you learn how to study and watch film from this guy. Self Jordan was another guy. Aeneas Williams, uh, Clyde Simmons. I had a lot of veterans over there that I learned how to play football from. I was good in college, but that was college. That's a different, that's a different level of football uh, in the pros because you don't just get their athletic ability alone. You have to have some type of sense in your head. So that was good. So I appreciate uh, Easy for that stuff. Easy, what else going on with you? Oh, nut, man. You know, I'm actually in the office right now. You know, some of us got to work for a living. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, your office is good. Your, your guys need, you're doing Ultimas, right? Nissan Ultimas? Yeah, Nissan. I have a Nissan dealership in New Orleans. Okay, that's nice, man. Wait, how do you say that again? Nolens. In New Orleans. We had a whole discussion about that this weekend, dude. Exactly. New Orleans. <laughs> That's right. See, don't come down here acting like you, uh, the, uh, some you outsider know, don't like know what's going visitor, on. You know, they're going to look at you a little strange. They That's say right. it's so laid back in New Orleans, uh, or New Orleans. They say it's laid back there. It's like, it's like a country club out there. Man, it's like you're on the island, man. I'm telling you, I, it's funny. You know, and I went to school up the street. I went to school uh, at LSU, and, uh, you know, we've been coming to New Orleans since uh, 1985. And, and I'm telling you, if you've been to the Caribbean, you've been to New Orleans. See, that's crazy. That's We're not in a rush to do anything. It is a very laid-back mentality. And, and and you can't. I couldn't stay there because I would be eating all the time. The food there is so good. Every time I go, I'm thinking about take me to where it's go. Now, you can say Emerald's Kitchen, but I take me where in the hood somewhere. Take me where the food is like they done put their foot on it. Let me tell you, it's hard to mess up a meal in the city. I'm telling you, man. I mean, because they'll they'll kick you out. You won't be allowed to cook anymore. So that is, you're right. That is a tough thing about New Orleans, boy. You have to uh, you have to be dedicated to get up in the morning and go work it off. Yeah. Uh, you're going to eat good in this city. No, I like Crown too much. I don't know how I can work that off. <laughs> well, I got to stop drinking because I got a heart condition there. So I don't know. That's crazy. So inquiring minds want to know, what's one of the stories that you could share with us about Kwame? Mm. Do the shoe oh, one, too, mm. besides that. PG, PG rated, please. There's no stories. Oh, you know what? I Nothing bad. I mean, here's, here's what I will say about Kwame. I mean, really. I mean, Kwame was one of those rookies that came in. And you, you know the kid had talent. But... Like I said, he didn't lack confidence. He wasn't afraid. 
you know, I mean, when you see a, you know, a young free agent rookie, undrafted guy that comes in, and and we had a, we had a pretty uh, pretty tough crowd. Let's just say that <laughs> of uh, of, uh, of of veterans players <laughs> and. Uh, and, and the guy just settled in good, and I think what, you know, he kind of alluded to it early on. I mean, I think what he did, he kind of, you know, he listened, and that was a good thing. You know, and, and most young guys, you know, that come out of, you know, a college program, the, their problem, their first mistake that they make, they assume that they know it all. Right. And, you know, what people understand and have to learn at that level, what you will learn is what you don't know about football. Mm. Yes. I mean, what you learn at a college level, throw it out, throw it away. Because it doesn't it doesn't count anymore. You know what I mean? Right. All you've proven that you have the aptitude to play at a certain level, but you don't know anything. And that's the best thing that he did. He came in and he just listened. And uh, and it's easy as a veteran guy to gravitate to a guy that wants to learn. Love yeah, it. And, I, and a lot of guys come in. They they have their attitude. And and I'm glad. And he called me a young guy. I, I came in. I was like 23, about to turn 24. I was I had went on GI Bill. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kwame, Kwame has to miss it. Yes, we have to count it for them all. They've been, try, they've been trying to find those years since I came in. <laughs> I kept wondering where those striped shirts but came from. But you know from. what? I came in. There was it, it's rookie things you got to do. Now I'm not a, a hazing guy, but it's it's fun. There's rookie things. You gotta, there's some rookies come in and say, "I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm not. Are you crazy? That's part of the this experience. Part, yeah, this is the chemistry, yeah, man. Yeah. This is what people have done before you even was thought about being born. Right. So you can't come in and say, "I'm not doing this." And they got and then the veterans all of a sudden they. You on target now. You on That's their radar. Right. Yeah. So it, it, that was never the case. If I had to get donuts, I got them in the morning. I didn't get them at night like Tito Paul. Um, he, <laughs> he got them at night, and I thought he was gonna fool the veterans. They've been eating fresh donuts since they've been in the league. <laughs> <laughs> but one of one of the things easy to do, and he'd do his hand like this. You know, this is a cup of coffee. Yeah. All he do is. Put his hand up and do, do make you the coffee. Shake move. it a little bit. Got a guy get up and go. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to have that much power, huh? Yeah, get up and go get some coffee. I, I know you out there, um, out there working easy. We got about two minutes, so I don't know if you're gonna hold on or you get back to your job. But I do, I do appreciate the call. We all appreciate the call. Hey man, I tell you what, Kwame, it was great seeing you this weekend, man. I had fun. Uh, I, I've been hearing about the golf, the golf game. It was. Uh, so I finally had a chance to see it with my own eyes. You know, I'm trying to catch up. I'm doing a few things down here, but it, you know, I ain't on your level yet. Hey, we, you tell me, um, you going to golf in New Orleans? I, I'll be there. You tell me how you want to do it. Also, we need to talk about some other stuff about New Orleans too. That's right. And uh, we definitely want to get into that real hard and real, real quick. I'll put something together and I'll get you down to the city and uh, let you teach me a few things out there. Oh, so no problem. Before you go, how's the how's the business? How's the car dealership business? I tell you, you know what? We get uh, things. Are, the economy is shifting, changing for the better. You know, okay. auto industry took a took a took a hickey on the head for a couple years, but uh, we're, we're uh, you know we're starting to to dig ourselves out and uh, starting to make a little money. But uh, uh, 2012 should be a great year. I mean, uh, we, we we've grown more this quarter, last quarter, than we did the previous year. So that's a good indication on where it's headed. That's good, man. Um, you guys got before we even get out of here? Yeah, I'm going to leave you all with this. One thing Kwame used to threaten us with when uh, uh, when he was playing, Kwame used to say, hey, when I blow up, I ain't going to talk to none of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's crazy. I, I, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy that he say that. And I, cause I tell, I used to tell Bankston, I said, Bankston, you better get with me now, cause when I blow up, I'm done. <laughs> that, that's crazy. I, I didn't know you remember that, but I remember shoot. That one. yeah, man, that, that's that's hilarious. Man, I appreciate you, Easy. Uh, check in from time to time, man. It's always good if you got something going on. But you know, like I said, we'll be talking, and 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 the girls, Deborah and uh, Cindy, they appreciate it. Oh yeah, definitely. It was good to good to meet you. Good to see you. Um, send me an email if you would. I'll send you some pictures from the tournament uh, to Deborah D E B O R A H at yourclearedge.com and I'll get you some pics of uh, your group. I don't know why uh, Alex, Alex wasn't talking to you. Nolan's right? group was Nolan's. the most fun group. Oh, they, oh he had a good group. I want to talk about his group. Oh, Big Daddy, he's a clown. That guy, man. Tell we that guy had I say the best up. time. Yeah. All right, well, that's good stuff. Let's take a break. Easy, I appreciate you, man. And I, All right, buddy. And I'll be talking to you. Thanks so take much. Care, man. That's good stuff, man. That's Eric here. That guy, that guy right there was. She set it up. She a true professional right there. Oh, you set it up, Cindy. Yeah. I'm gonna get you kicked out of here. <laughs> now nah, he's just a good guy, man. He he's he's one of those guys. Was the same guy from day one. I will he take was a telling break. stories about you on the chorus, and I was like, no, you got to do it on the air. Oh man, Quam Lasso Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deputy Breeze, Cindy Liska. I'm glad he called in so we can stop talking about hockey, but we want to talk about Cole Hamilton uh, when we get back, and we got Clancy Corner. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Quarmel Sports Talk. We are going to talk a little baseball now real quickly though. Uh, because I want to ask you guys to, and that was, uh, I appreciate Eric Hill just found out that was set up Probably this weekend or something like that. But and Eric was one of those guys that, that played the game how it was supposed to be played, and that's that's basically how I learned with him, Seth Jonah, and Clyde Simmons. Those veterans that come from somewhere else, those guys were hard nosed. Um, so I appreciate the call, and he'd check in from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, Ham was suspended five games for throwing at Harper. It, as a suspended, is it is it relevant or is it uh, is it warrant? That he threw at the guy because he was a rookie. Should you be punished for a rookie? See, I always thought that you go, you do for being a rookie. Yeah, the guy is real good. You don't throw at him because of the situation of the like the concussions. You throwing at you can throw a sixty mile hour fat ball 
and kill somebody, you hit him in the right spot. Um, but if he doesn't say this, if Cole Hamels doesn't say this uh, after throwing at Bryce Harper, I don't think he gets suspended because everybody knows how much control he has of his pitches. He could have just said that pitch got away. But he said what he did was welcome to the majors. Yeah, it was intentional. It was yeah. intentional, but it, you shouldn't do that. Just brush him off the well, plate. Well, and again, brush you him know, off the plate for they, four pitches. They've played for a number of games together, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, why this game? You know, what was it that, you know, I'm looking at this guy, all of a sudden you got a 19-year-old that's coming up that's showing what he's got, and, you know, I don't know if there's jealousy involved, I don't know if he's just ticked off because of the amount of publicity that the young kid's getting or what he's doing, but certainly not the way to welcome somebody into the, into the bigs. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. that's, I, no, I, I completely disagree. That's really, uh, that's really nice and everything, but like... What is, what's nice, what? It, it's nice, you know, welcoming, like, here's oh. the thing, here's the thing. Every sport is a fraternity. In one way or another, okay? This kid is not a normal rookie. Not many teenagers have made it up through the ranks that fast. He's 19 year old, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Cole Hamels is not like an intimidator. He's not, he's not like a, a Roger Clemens or a Nolan Ryan or something like that. He throws softballs. You know, he, he's a Greg Maddox. He's a, he's a Derek Lowe. He's a, but he has control he's of a all his pitches. Right, exactly. So him throwing his 88 mile an hour fastball into the, into the side or whatever of, of this kid is, Give me a break. Right. You know what? This is supposed to happen. Everybody does this. What about the pitcher that threw a Cole Hamels afterwards? He didn't say that he intentionally did it, so he didn't get suspended. Right. That's what this I, is a that's joke. He's saying what everybody else thinks mm-hmm. when they throw at people. And it's about a rookie that has superseded all of his, uh, all of, all of the, you know, naysayers and everything, making it to the majors at 19. This is such a dumb story. It shouldn't, he, no, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have been suspended. None of this should have happened. I think the suspension, Cole, though, isn't going to affect him. He's not even he's, missing his rotation. Well, exactly. He's five games. It's five games. Baseball, yeah. okay. Nothing. okay, but what if what if uh, they play they play six 18 inning games before then? Before I'm just saying, like things could happen. I know that's ridiculous, but he could still pitch when it's not his rotation. Well, he can, but he's not going to be able to do it. If it's like, then, like, then why suspend him? It doesn't because, make any sense because he came out flat out and said, "Yeah, I threw at him." Now I think you can look at it a lot of reasons, a lot of ways. Yeah, it's the principle of the fact that he threw at this guy. Mm-hmm. You intentionally throw at somebody. A lot of a lot of these baseball critics and pronosticators, they come out here and, and they they make judgments on some guys. But you you don't know Cole Hamill's intentions or why he did it. I look at it from uh, quite a few ways. Now he has control of his pitches. He is a a upgrade to Greg Maddox and with control of all his pitches. Now, if he ever hits somebody and it's in a big game like a World Series, and he can say, "I didn't try to hit this guy, but he hit the guy," and it was in a heated moment, you could tell things lead up to to each other that he will hit this guy. Now he can say there was no intention there, so there's no suspension there. Mm. The fact that he said it flat out and said, "I intended to hit this guy. Welcome to the majors," uh, but I don't think he should be punished for being that good of a guy at 19 years old. You, that's a talent, and what what uh, Bryce Harper does is. Uh, make that lead more better. Eventually, he becomes a face of, obviously, one of the faces of uh, Washington Nationals, the face of baseball, if he stays on the pace he's on. Now, there's a lot of great athletes in baseball, uh, whether they go hard or not, but you, it's certain things you can't do. What's hard to do? Uh, throw a fastball consistently for seven to nine innings or or hit a fastball. So these guys have... They, these guys have great talent, and Bryce Harper's one of them, but the fact that he has... a a five-game suspension doesn't even count to his rotation. He's right. out of the rotation anyway. 
Yeah. I mean, and when the kid was interviewed afterwards and they asked him about the pitching and stuff, he didn't even mention getting hit. He just said, hey, he pitched a nice game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Game. I think Bryce did handle it uh, pretty good. Well, he handled it Because he, he has no clout whatsoever to right. say anything yet. He is, he is the youngest player in the, in, in the majors, and he... He's been he's been on a little bit of a cloud since he came came into the league, and sure all Cole Hamilton was says, "Hey, kid, come down, kid. You haven't done jack yet, okay? And and welcome to the league. I think it was totally warranted. This is showing how soft sports are now, and I you I understand what you're saying about the concussions and everything, which is fine, about everything, which is warranted. But he didn't throw a hundred mile an hour fastball at his head. That would have been that would have been a, a suspendable offense right. for for a myriad of games, and not just let not, me ask you not this. Let me ask you this: Do you think instead of hitting uh, Bryce Harper, could he have brushed him off the just plate? Backed him off the he plate. He has that yeah, much control. Have the same yeah, he, and he doesn't throw fast enough to brush somebody <laughs> off the plate. He could throw an inside. You can, you don't have to throw a fast. Yeah, he, it's where you put the ball. Right, but it would. I mean, it, he would. Yeah, no, no. You, no. I, I no. agree with Cindy. You got If you're gonna hit him, just just well, I'm not hit him. I'm not trying <laughs> to hit somebody just to hit him. Just uh, for the sake of hitting. Well, I take that back. Let me take that back. I reserve judgment on that one. Cause you almost tried to well, swing across the table. If a, guy come, if, a, <laughs> <laughs> if a guy come across the middle and it's still the whistle's still blowing, and and especially if you've been talking all week in the press, I'm gonna hit you within the rules, but I'm not gonna cheap shot you. Right. I'm not gonna cheap shot you like that. But um, you know, I could have brushed the guy off the plate four pitches and put him on first base. Then get the next guys out. Now that would have been more suspendable than hitting him once. I think if you're going to do it repeatedly, mm-hmm. that's he did it once. I mean, this is such a huge deal for no reason. It is. It's such mm-hmm. a ridiculous thing. Because neither one well, of no, them are even got, blowing it out. Like, who both. cares? Because we care because it's Cole Hamels and it's the outstanding rookie uh, Bryce Harper. But he's it's not. Noon. He's not throwing at his head. It wasn't malicious. It was. It was like a little. It was a little slap on the back of the head saying, "Welcome to the league." I'm That's not, all it was. Okay. I'm not talking about the just the head concussion. People, when we talk about concussion, we think about. The head, the trauma, the brain, uh, contact sports. Yeah, the tr- that <laughs> shakes in your uh, skull, yeah. and you get these concussions. But nobody mentions this, and and this is one of the things I harp on a lot is you have bodily concussions. Your organs move around; they mm-hmm. can't take that type of stuff. Now he hits him in the kidneys, uh, something like that, and damaged this guy. Now he's he's urinating blood. Uh, that that's that's a big deal because he missed games for that. He missed games, and then you're taking his livelihood away. That's it. Could be minor, but when you're doing something like that, that can harm a guy. It's going to happen. you got to know the consequences anyway going into any sport, you, your chosen sport. Uh, but I, I think just brushing him off the plate. Could have got suspended doing it four times because now it's intentional. But that sets up the next better. I'm coming inside. Now he can throw that change up, throw that curveball, and get him away. Right. Now he's getting ground outs. Now he's one of the best pitchers anyway in the league. So so he, I don't think he has to do that. I don't, I don't think you... It was your job to welcome the rookie and lead. I think it was his teammates' job, like Easy Do, like Eric Hill and those guys did for the rest of the rookies that came in when I did. Welcome, welcome us to the league. Here's your rookie duties, and get them done. Right. I mean, and the thing, the thing that's lost in this whole this whole shuffle is that the Phillies are under 500 and they're playing a division opponent mm-hmm. who's in first place. Set the tone. So you don't want to give anybody, you don't want to give anybody any free bases when you're trying to win divisional games. Right. Well, and he so, took two, two. It was two free bases because right after that he stole and got his first steal. Yeah. So there you go. So I mean, it, there's it, that's the most important thing. But that that's that's not looked upon because it's because it doesn't make news that the Phillies are under 500 and and their team is starting to reel because their pitching isn't holding up like it has been. Well, uh, we got Clancy Corner. I want to get in there, but we did want to. I don't know what Clancy Corner is, but definitely want to uh, send shouts out to uh, Junior Seau's family and friends and the rest of the uh, National Football League. Um, shoot, one of the superstars, super superstars. For some reason or another, left the game that we don't know. You could talk about the. The life after football. You could talk about the 
the, the constant thinking of what these guys go through or, or how the brain just deteriorates after a while. You could talk about all that stuff. And it affects everybody. And the fact that, you know, we lost we lost a great guy. You know, Junior Seau, he could be the mayor if he wanted to. He could be the mayor in San Diego. This guy takes care yeah. of everybody. Everybody. <clears throat> he takes care of everybody. And the fact that he's he's gone. So, But well, definitely condolences to his family. And the part that's such a shame is that so many guys are going through this or something similar in some variation of degree. And um, I just wish they'd learn how to reach out. Yeah, I, I, and it's tough, and that's one of the things, Deborah, we, we talk about here on the show. Athletes, it's, it's, we have always been on the top of our game, so it's not it's, it's not a sign of weakness. We need to have more seminars that it's not a sign of weakness to reach out for help. You, it you takes can, a lot more courage to reach out than it does to try to cover it up, push right. it down, do it on your own, when in every other aspect of your life, in football, in any sport, you're reaching out to coaches to help with the strength and conditioning. You're reaching out to learn how to play the game better and to get the technical skills. You need to be able to learn how to reach out and learn another area of your life that you've not been taught before. It's not because of any level of stupidity or weakness or anything else. It's an area that hasn't been taught to the degree it needs to be taught. So reach out and ask for help, um, knowing that what occurs in the body is not something that you've been taught how to control. The mental and emotional is, is can be controlled, can be managed, but you've got to know what the tools are in order to do it. And it takes courage to ask for that kind of help. And, and the, the greatest degrees of separation is that everybody I know that play ball knows Junior Seau. Mm-hmm. So it affects everyone in some way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what kind of person he is, really, just not even on the, on the football field, but off the football field. Like everyone I know knows this guy, and it's unfortunate. Um, and I was out in San Diego, but it's unfortunate that uh, a guy like Junior Seau, who's who along like um, Lawrence Taylor, could change the league. He played his <laughs> Junior played his uh, own defense, and he made it work. And sometimes he had enough enough had enough ammunition to uh, behind him with the uh, rest of the linebackers, D line, the safeties, and guys that he can do that. They allow him to do that. But he made plays. He played his own defense, and that was. That's changing the game. That's when you can create defenses around him, and, and he can go out there and make plays. So, yeah. Sorry, Alex, but condolences to the Seahawks no, no. family. I, and, I mean, uh, I think that it's 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 crazy. Like, I mean, I thought even even more uh, into, like, the morbid standpoint of it. Like, what was his last thought before he did? You know and what? do you think that, I mean, I'm sure that it, he's been thinking this wasn't like, oh, it couldn't have been like, okay, today's going to be the day. Like, he thought about this. I, how, I how am I going to do it? Yeah. Um, why am I going to do it, and why am I doing it in the way that I am? And he's like, okay, you can, like, we but, like, you can miss. You know, like, that. that's not an instant, like, you, you could fail at doing what you're doing if, if you do it the way that he did it. But he wanted, I, I mean, he had to have wanted to give his brain to research. Right, maybe, he had to have wanted, like, what other reason would there be? Well, after you, his accident, too, there had to have been more to that. Well, you can live a, a lot of guys, and, and it can goes it goes both ways. Um, um, I, doing the NFL alumni, we were thinking I play, like Amp Lee was in my uh, in the, one of the groups. You guys met Amp, right? And we were thinking like Amp said, "Damn, Kwame, when is it our turn?" Like we don't know what stages our brains going to take to get us to a point, or what's going on in our life that's going to get us to a point like that. And because of what we've done for a living, getting hit in the head, getting our bodily concussions, our uh, head trauma. When is it going to be our turn? At what point did it come for Sayar to say that enough was enough and how long has he been fighting with this? Now, if you shoot yourself, 
and the chest, uh, you you there's a better chance that you're going to finish yourself off as part of the, part, as opposed to the head because I think the heart can still beat and keep you alive to some point unless you take most of your brain out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen a, I've it's crazy enough. I've seen a shotgun blast to the head. The guy was still alive. Didn't yeah. kill himself. Heart still beating. Didn't kill himself. Now he just now what he what he is is deformed. So also junior junior knowing the everything that's going on in the league, and you can you can bring that back even to Dave Durison, uh, mm-hmm. what's going mm-hmm. on in the league. Same thing. Um, but he left a note and said, you know, check my, bra- yeah, yeah. check my brain yeah. out because yeah. you can't tell, and we'll go, we'll go through break. We'll, we'll skip the break. You can't tell me that um, that all this stuff we've done on the football field and, and all these owners who don't want to pay this and these insurance stuff, don't want to pay for this after the football stuff, and these guys, and we talking about these guys, and there's plenty of other guys, thousands of other guys that made the league what it is. And when I came into the league, it was it was one thing. My job was not to leave it that way and make it better. They made the league what it is. They made marketing, marketing, and they made it marketable. Uh, you bring this guy, you you advertise a, a Larry Fitzgerald, you sell his jersey across the world. Uh, but then after he's done, you don't want anything to do with him. Right. So these guys understand a, a lot of that. So. Um, well, the yeah, thing, I mean, too, there's a combination of not only the the player themselves and the mental and emotional and physical pain that they go through even after the game is done, whether that's after the game on Sunday, Monday night, or whether that's after the game because you've now left the league. There's also the families, and how do the families deal with it? How does a, a wife or children know how to say, what can I do to help, and have the man be able to say, yeah, I really do need some help. Get yeah, me in and go to, to the experts point. and to everybody have another level of understanding as to what is happening and how it can be uh, not necessarily avoided, but it can sure be minimized. Right. I mean, and the problem, I think, with football, well, the problem with the players after they retire is football is the only sport that you can't continue to play at an amateur level. That, you that, can't, you cannot go and and go play uh, type that, of football with your buddies. Right, no. Like, you can go play basketball, you can go, you know, swing, you play golf. You can go yeah. play tennis. You can go do anything, but football is the one where an actual part of you really dies when when you retire from the game. And we talk because about you can that never play too. it again. We talk about it a lot. That's the, you, you hit the nail on the head, Alex. That's uh, that's the game you can't play. You can go yeah. play racquetball. You can play racquetball forever. You can play golf forever as long as you physically able. Uh, you know, right. you got you got things going on where you can get out there and do it. Basketball, you can play. You, I've seen fifty year old guys that play basketball, still playing basketball in the gym with their long socks and their black shoes mm-hmm. looking like an old man, uh, mm-hmm. but still able to play right. and have some fun with it. Uh, and, and that's unfortunate um, that football as a whole, from top to bottom, that, that they don't recognize what's been done in the league and that these that these guys actually need help. Cause well, and that you're looked at as a commodity. Right. You're, you're as good as you are for that play, and when that play's over, you're either out or you're in. Easy used to uh, – I think Eric played with him uh, – no, no. Eric, well, he go. He has a tournament, a golf tournament every year, uh, and those guys get out there. I should one of the things asked him about about that, but we we can get into another segment with that as far as uh, no, these guys. No, what about this? Now, so, one of the things uh, I'm sorry, one ahead. of the things that really hit me is what um, when um, Amp Lee said, "Kwame, when is it going to be our turn?" Because your brain is changing every every day from the effects that we did yesterday, and and I'm like. That's a that's a great question. I'm like today I feel good as far as what I can do or what I've done. If I feel like I can go out there and still think, this, I forget a lot of things. Um, I don't remember a lot of things. Some stuff I try not to remember. But I forget a lot of things. Like I walk out the house and I have a cup in my hand. I walk back in and say, "Don't forget that when I walk out the house." Yeah. I walk right by it. I'm like it wasn't even a minute. I walk right by. I'm like, 
I got and so I try to play these little memory games, these word games, get right. my get my brain back strong. Um, but is is that easy and that simple that you can't forget this thing? Yeah, I mean, I I I can't help but think, Deborah, you can probably help me with this, but like. Now, when is it the parents' responsibility of the nine-year-olds that go play baseball or basketball that are five ten or whatever when they're nine or or five six and, and they're you know they're bigger they're going to play offensive line or defensive line they rip through Pop Warner they rip through club teams they get to high school and then they have a decision to make basketball or football. Our parents is it the parents' responsibility at a certain point to be like you cannot play football right because you I will what? not look at what happened and this is like down the road there's going to be more and more research hopefully hopefully nobody else takes their lives from this but you know I mean people could die of, you know die at a younger age because of because of football when is it the parents' responsibility to say no if my son has that option to play football or baseball don't they all play well one baseball one football right yeah, now right yeah and I was but if he had that option and got to a point where you playing football, baseball? I'm saying you're not playing football. I, I don't want to play football. Like you Kurt you, you would really say that, yeah. right? So I, would you say, would, I would say you're not playing football because the football life. don't care for you, really. Not even throwing start to finish, they don't care for you. You can be a superstar. They really don't care. Oh, the whole time, just imagine this. Now, you're a superstar. Let's say you, um, let's just, we'll go off you. You're a superstar. I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um... The whole, the first time you get in that training camp, they saying, "How can we market this guy?" That's right. Mm-hmm. How can we market this guy? It's not their job. You're, you're not human anymore. Exactly. You're just, yeah. You know, come on. It's not. How can we market this guy? Uh, take advantage of his his athletic ability. And I took right when I started with the show with you. I always took the owner's standpoint. And after like talking about this, and after all the stuff that's gone on. I, I don't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't your doing. Yes, it I don't was. want to give you any more. I got to open the door to leave your to give more room for your See, ego. See, the thing you were doing, you was confusing <laughs> your opinions with my facts, and and I was just trying to help you out as a as a as a young guy. I, I should have taken that out. one to the grave. <laughs> as, as the veteran in the room, you're trying to help out the rookie. To, I was yeah. trying to help him. Man. I appreciate but, that, and I'm learning. Just but you like know, you're they, learning. Also, yeah, I'm always learning. I try to learn. I try to get some out of Deborah. I try to get a little bit out of Cindy. <laughs> uh, where you get those donuts from? QT. QT. See, I got that out <laughs> no. of Cindy. I didn't know. I thought it came from somewhere else. I, um, my son was very, is very athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was little, he had open heart surgery, and the doctors told him he could not play football because if he got hit, it could kill him. Mm-hmm. And I have never been more relieved in my entire life mm-hmm. for him. It relieved all of the pressure off of me for me to say, no, right. you can't play. Um, so I bought him golf clubs when he was six, and that was a lot <laughs> safer. That He plays baseball, too, and basketball, but that was the contact sport right. that I was like, Okay, I don't have to be the bad guy here. Uh, unless you're the, unless you're a quarterback, you know, because the league protects quarterbacks. But still, but they still get hit. I know, but they protect them more than mm-hmm. any other position sure, on right. that field. Sure, and, that's and, everybody's job. And just imagine if my son ever could throw the ball or pass the ball. It's a difference, but yeah, I would I would rather him play quarterback. And if it came down to football and and bat, and baseball. Um, yeah, and he's a quarterback. I say, okay, you're a quarterback. They're going to protect you, and then you get guaranteed contracts. Yeah, well, well, but like you, like you mentioned before, though, too, that concussions aren't just from helmet-to-helmet hits mm-hmm. or those type of things. So, certainly those are bad, right. but it's also just the rattling of the body and the rattling of, like you said, the organs and the brain within mm-hmm. the skull that can cause the concussions. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. And, and you know what? I should have had a, I had a um, workers' comp lawyer playing in a tournament, Jordan Cohen, out mm-hmm. in San Diego. Um, I should have had him uh, call in and talk about some of that stuff. But, you know, it, it, it is, it affects us not just from head, helmet to helmet and, you know, you get body, you hit the, imagine how many times you hit the ground from a tackle or tackling somebody. Uh, you're doing your job, but you don't realize the effects after that until right. you're done. Right. Well, I, because you will yourself through it and you right. man up and, you know, even my player the other day, he said, you know, he's, 
in pain at home, but when he's driving up and goes to walk in to start his workouts, it's like the pain goes away. Right. Okay. You know, but I mean, he's but what's, what's classic? Well, well, I'm going to say one more thing. Going to the other side of that argument, though, you know what you signed up for when you signed up to play football. No. So no, that's. I didn't, well, I didn't know I was going to have migraines. Well, I didn't no, know I was going to. Uh, well, not but here's, here's the thing. So go with me. So, okay. So I'm playing devil's advocate here. Okay. So you could have done the research, you could have done all of this stuff in theory. To know what the effects of football could have been with modern technology, with everything, mm-hmm. you couldn't. People just choose. Some people just choose not to. They're like, I'm above that. I, I'm strong. I'm. I, I have zero percent body fat. I'm the strongest person I know. I'm in the NFL. I'm a running back. I get hit all the time. I feel fine. You don't look at the end result when you're making the millions and when you're. Well, you, when, you're when, talking about some young kids that's, that's had talent the rest of their life. And this life. is all that's coming to the league. And so they now feel, what I'm saying. But they, they feel like so they're invincible. Yeah, they feel like they're invincible. But the one thing about football is we talked about in the first segment is that you have to learn how to play. You have to learn how to protect yourself. You can go out there and be the. You got to learn how to fall in football, which is crazy. Just don't get mm-hmm. tackled and hit the ground. You have to learn how to fall. There's certain ways you can fall where you can limit someone that's some But of it's pain. limiting. Limiting meaning it's still adding up. You're, right, you're right. getting. You're getting, but, but, and when you're effect, getting hit, but you, you have no know. control over where that person's going to throw your body. Right, but either. I'm right, but I'm saying that you know what you signed up for because now there are the avenues to where you can read research, you can read empirical evidence, you can talk to sports well, then, psychologists, you can talk to doctors. You will know what will happen to your body if you play this many years. Kids today, kids today have a little bit more education than oh, they have a lot the more. because yeah you can say you know what you signed up. I didn't know what I was signing. I didn't know I was going to have migraines. Right. Didn't know I was going to have a heart condition. Didn't know I was going. I was going to forget everything. Didn't know my body. Not all my, that was on the table know, back then. Didn't know mm-hmm. I still need right. surgeries on my knees. My, mm-hmm. my fingers are all broken. I mm-hmm. arthritis. If I known that, you think I would have played football? No mm-hmm. way. No way. I want to. I want to sacrifice that. I didn't go to school for football. I want to sacrifice all that stuff uh, for that game. Well, that, I'm and, saying and that's then, what I'm saying. Now it's different. And, yeah, it's, it's was, different. And knowing what I know, I couldn't. Did, I wouldn't have did it for football because football and uh, it. Don't get me wrong. Football opens up a lot of avenues for a lot of people. Sure. And if you, if you market it and do it right. It opens up everything. Uh, you stay in a public eye. You can still do things after football, but you're going to do it in some pain. But now we've got a lot of attention is going into how can the game be played safer. What I don't hear or see is what are we going to do for those who have already been in the league, coming out of the league, or are in the alumni that, already exactly. in order to help yeah. them and that's so we don't going. have more. Than and they've already made it an offensive game. It's a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that defensively you can't control. You can't control that a guy running full speed across the middle, he ducks his head. I'm already zeroed in you. That defense, that linebacker, that safety, that corner is zeroed in on you already. You duck your head, helmet to helmet. Now I get fine. Right. That that is you can't control that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and Deborah, I mean, there's going to be a cutoff of anybody that's played after this year is going to get these benefits. It's like the people that played in the seventies. Well, they're, they're screwed. Gonna, the people they're, 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 screwed. they're screwed. They're, they're not going to get anything back from the NFL as what it looks like right now in, their, in the whole the, agreement. The people that played in comp. the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I will give them $5 million a piece. And guess how much money they're going to still have left? $750-something million yeah. left. Yeah. Still. No, I, I know. NFL. I know. Yeah. This I is mean, the NFL. This is a joke. They, all yeah. that money they... They giving us all the money the owners have to put away once you get into the league. Your Social Security go to a certain amount of money, but they won't tell you about it. Right. They won't tell you about it. And, and, and now you're going to be signing contracts going into the league that they're going to put more and more um, uh, just waivers and things in there to protect them, protect the NFL, so that nobody can come back and have these lawsuits that are now you know, up. Uh, right. And then, and then guys are getting so much uh, financial trouble afterwards. Uh, but if they had... Now, who, but they find not, out their trouble, but they don't know where to turn. And, and not to say that they will... That you gave them five million dollars, that they will have uh, more money. 
or they wouldn't mess it up and do. But then you gave them that chance. You take your $5 million, and then it, there's no complaints. You take this $5 million, here's, you should have lifetime insurance, which you don't. The most physical sport, and I agree, I think football and hockey, uh, some of the most physical sports that you're going to ever play that you don't get lifetime insurance. You know, you got to pay $1,900 a month for insurance. Mm. Luckily, me, luckily half the like people crazy. in the NHL are Canadian. They get health insurance Cana- exactly. they're Canadian. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but every country is not the same. Most countries are more for a financial gain. Can, most That's why we have war, to generate money, to generate we, profit for other people. Should we lighten this up a little bit? Lighten it. It's, it's, it's lit up as, as, as easy as it's going to go. <laughs> we got, well, we got subject. Yeah, we got classy corner. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I can tighten it to like, I, you can make fun of me about this. So it'll make you feel better about it. I yourself. was doing that with your hair. Go. Uh, oh. <laughs> Just because I got, I got the Irish locks doesn't mean you got to talk, talk mess. Okay, um, latest <laughs> quarter this week. I'm trying something new. Uh, it's brought to you by Rock Bar in Old Town Scottsdale. Go in today uh, and say the name Clancy's Corner to one of the bartenders. You get 15% off your bill, 1-5. Sorry, it's not 50%, not yet. Uh, 15% off. But I just want to say real quick, I was watching the Clippers game last night, and Ralph Lawler... Where was this? What, what, what bar was this? Uh, Rock Bar in Old Town. It's uh, 4245 North Craftsman Court. It's on 5th and Craftsman. That's Old Town Scottsdale. Yeah. Old Town, Scottsdale. I see, I like Old Town, but what if uh, everybody else gets 15%? What about us? Can we get like 25 Call me. If you go in with me, you get 100% off. That's what I'm talking about. No, that, oh, yeah, I want to go in with you. I want to go in with you. I want to go with you. You can just be Let me do my corner. Your corner is full of shit. Okay, so I was watching the Clippers game last night. Ralph Lauder, the longtime announcer for the Clippers, probably the worst job in sports history. That that's He's you know looked at as a staple, but he's garbage and he's old. But So he talks about Chris Paul scores eight points in overtime last night to to uh, lead uh, the Clippers to victory when they shouldn't it shouldn't have been that close to begin with. And he called Chris Paul, Chris Paul is the greatest closer in the NBA, blah, 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 blah. Shut your mouth, old man. Okay, <laughs> until Kobe Bryant retires, Kobe Bryant will be, and he will be the best closer in the NBA. Closing doesn't mean making game winners. Closing means when your, your team's up by four points, you score six in a row on your own, and then put the game out of reach. He turned the ball over twice, too. Yeah, Chris, listen, Chris Paul is a nice player. He's a good player. He hasn't played in one important game in his NBA career. Until he does so, I don't have any say for him except for he's a nice player. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, same thing. Derrick Rose, same thing. Until you play in a finals game and win a finals, you have not played in an important game in your entire life. LeBron has an asterisk because he played in the NBA in the finals and got embarrassed. So Kobe Bryant is the only Solid closer in the NBA because he's the only one that's actually established himself as such. We won't get into um, down and dirty, but, but I, I want no, 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 that was good. I, that was good because I was going to say, uh, yeah, Chris Paul turned the ball over twice, and and I give LeBron thumbs up because he has played in the championship with the uh, uh, Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. They had nobody but him. He takes that that team to the championship game. Imagine if he had some help. Mm-hmm. Now we were talking about okay. He would have been one in Miami because he's been there before with help. Now he has help in Miami. It's time for him to win. And a lot of things you said about Eric Sprocher, uh last week uh, is starting to hold true. Uh, far I as said that point. last year, sir. Well, nobody last listened year. to you. Nobody listens to you last year. Over you, 365 days ago. You was high last year. I nobody probably, yeah, you. you're, you're, you're totally right. High on that crack rock. <laughs> Down and dirty with Deborah. We, uh, you know, we need more time to show because it is a good show. Yeah, some, sometimes. 
All right, I want to share with you how to recognize name, how to recognize name and play in a state of high performance. So for those of you who can get out a piece of paper, pen, pencil, for those of you who can't, listen to the recording afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to create a grid on this piece of paper where in the center of the piece of paper, turning it sideways so it's landscaped, uh, create a grid where you're going to draw a line down the center of the paper, in the middle, another, cro- another horizontally across the paper, so you've got four equal squares. In that grid, what we're going to do is start entering in your emotions and your thoughts and the thoughts that you have whenever you're at your optimal performance. At the left-hand side, I want you to write this, poor performance and your health is being compromised. On the right-hand side, you're going to write optimal performance or peak performance and your optimal or your best health. At the top, you're going to write, it's like having your pedal to the metal, it's high adrenaline, it's high heart rate. At the bottom, you're in cruise control, you're at a low heart rate. And then we're going to start filling in the grid. So to fill in the grid in the upper left-hand corner, really what happens there is that's when you're at your highest level of heart rate, but you're also at your poorest performance because you're having thoughts and feelings, and I want you to be able to fill in your own thoughts and feelings here of things like, you know, I hate you, you're in intense pain, you can't believe that this is happening to you again, you've got anger up, you've got rage, you're just pissed off at the world, you've got high frustration, you're just very, very amped up. Now, the reality is you can't play at your best when you're up in that upper left-hand corner. I want you to recognize and remember when in your lifetime of playing sports, whatever your sport is, when did you have some of your worst games, your worst performances, and start to remember back and write that information in there. If you're in business and you don't play sports, then look at when were you having some of your worst days or the worst time within your business and write that in there. At the bottom left-hand corner, keeping in mind that you're still at your area of poor poor performance and your health is being compromised, you're just at a lower heart rate. You're more in cruise control, so you you can still be in pain, but it's a dull pain. It's a depression. It's being in that attitude of whatever. Um, You're feeling hopeless. It's like, you know, screw you. You know, I'm unhappy. I'm powerless. And it's just a feeling of, again, going back to that feeling of hopelessness and wondering when is this ever going to stop. Certainly, you're not going to be in high performance. You're going to be in a lower heart rate, but you're still going to be stressing your systems. If we go over to the right-hand, upper right-hand corner, in there I want you to start looking at when have you played at your absolute best. Usually, it's going to be when you're feeling you're in celebration, Actually, even a, a, a feeling of love. You know, I love this sport. I love this game. I love what I'm doing. The, you've got intense ple- pleasure. You've got enthusiasm. You're up. You're amped up, and you're ready to rock and roll. The bottom left-hand corner, again, knowing that that's back down in that cruise control, but you're still in a good state. It's more subtle. You feel calm. You feel happy. You're kind of chilling. You're just, you've got your trust is up. You feel free to play at your absolute best. Now, what you want to do is as you start looking at your best performance and your worst performance and you start filling in these blocks is you start to realize where do you play at your absolute best. It's going to be different based on sport and based on position. If you're a golfer, you probably don't want to be up in that upper right-hand corner where you're jumping up and down in celebration and in intense heart pumping. You're probably going to want to be in that lower right-hand corner just like a kicker, punter, or snapper. 
But if you're in another position, you're a linebacker, you're a wide receiver, or you're someone who needs to be really amped up and play, now you want to be back up in that upper right-hand corner. But come up with your words, your thoughts, your feelings. Know what that's like for you so that you can note when you're in that left-hand side. Notice when you're over there and realize that you're going to have your worst performance when you're over there and that you're the one, knowing the tools and the technologies that some of the things that I teach, that you're the one that can turn around and shift and get yourself first back into neutral and then back over into having those feelings and those thoughts of what it's like to be in your highest level of performance. The health part of it, I'm not going to go into a lot of it today because we don't have a lot of time, but the health part of it is when you're over in that left-hand side, whether you're in the high adrenaline or you're in the subtle left-hand corner, you're still stressing your system. You're stressing your nervous system. Your cortisol is up. Your DHE is down. You've got a greater level, a greater um, chance of uh, having illness. If you have any kind of injury, you're going to, um, uh, your recovery is going to be a lot slower. You're going to fe- feel confused and overwhelmed and tired and tense. When you're on the right-hand side, you're going to have more confidence, more trust. You're going to feel your body's going to be more flexible. You're going to be in that feeling of, I own this. I can do this. So know what this is for you. Figure it out for yourself. Find up, find your own words that describe and the feelings that you feel when you're in high performance. Feel free to call me at uh, yourclearedge.com, uh, Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, at yourclearedge.com, or 480-212-1909, and I will be more than happy to talk to you about this. So that this is on your website right here. This, have you put the, posted a grid yet? I haven't posted the grid. The grid will go up after I get the recording um, of this right here. split and put up there. Yeah, if you go to my website, I now have a button um, in the navigation area that says radio that has some of the radio shows that I've done here with Kwame. Yeah, and, well, this is a, that's good stuff. I mean, we don't have time to talk about it, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> what you laughing at, Alex? It just sucks. I know it it's because I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, it was really good. Stuff. We can't talk about it anymore. Right, that's why we'll I talk stuff. about it. We'll talk about it more next week. Uh, yeah, definitely, we got five minutes. definitely. But but still, I, I, like going through all this, this is a lot to talk about. This is good yes, stuff. Yes. But that's why I wanted to know was it up right there because mm-hmm. people can go to the website, click on the show, uh, the segment, this segment, uh, this part of the show. Sorry. Correct. And then you know and see what you were talking about. You can always put the. The image with the right. I'll put the grid up there with an example of what some of the uh, areas look like. You can listen to the recording. We'll go up there and uh, just realize that this yeah. is what we were talking about earlier. That when somebody, male, female, whatever sport, it doesn't matter. We all go through these type of feelings. We're never going to be over in the right hand side of this all the time. But we can recognize when we move over into that subtleness of feeling feeling unhappy and in that whatever, or we move up into the revenge and the hate and the anger and the pain, the intense pain that we can feel emotionally and physically because emotional um, pain will cause physical pain as well and vice versa. And when you're over there, we go back to that having the courage to say, I need help. Not because you're weak. You need help because physically your body is causing something within you that you can get help for, and you've not been taught the tools and the techniques as to how to get yourself over to the other side. It takes courage and it takes a lot of intelligence to say, I'm smart enough and I'm courageous enough. I'm going to make that phone call. I have one question. I have one question. Do you think that, um, say people that, you know, like say football players that have had kind of rough life, whatever, they get to the NFL, they have great success. Do you think that they, I mean, because I hear this a lot, but do you think that they will do things on purpose to get back into the left side because they're not used to having all of this 
success and, and all, all these uh, incredibly positive things happen to them all the time? Some people like know you think like and not football, but like I mean, just in general, people in general to get back over to the left side, yeah, into like, the negative like side, to, to feel like more at home, quote unquote. Here's what because can, they're not used to all the positive what, the stuff, pain, the pain, the yeah. unhappiness and stuff. Yeah, here's what happens: is everything is in our brain and in our system is routine. It's habitual. Once you get over into either side, the right hand or the left hand side, and you are there for a while, and it becomes repetitive. So throughout a day, let's say you're in pain, and then you go, oh my. God, I'm in pain, so the next thing that's going to happen is my leg is going to hurt, my head's going to hurt, something's going to happen. And then because of that, the pain becomes greater, the thoughts become worse, and then it starts to become a cycle that you go down and down and down. And if you continue to repeat that day after day, it gets worse to the point you feel like you can't dig yourself out. Now, the other side of it is when you can notice it quicker and move over to the right-hand side where you're in the more positive emotions and thoughts, it can also... Um, create that um, intensity of going up faster. Just like when you have a really good game or a really good experience, it's easier to create another really good experience. But you've got to recognize both sides. One side, the right-hand side, once you're in there, you need to know how to leverage it, how to hold it, how to recognize it, how to be in gratitude about it. If you start to move over in the left side, you've got to recognize it and get it shifted right away. Not be afraid of it, not bury it, not push it down because that gives it more intensity, but be able to shift it to the other side. And I I think guys, uh, some guys have never been taught, even when they come from, and let's just say they come from somewhere else, let's say you don't come from where you come from, sunny California. They I love from, sunny California. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, or they come from like uh, uh, Newport whatever. News, Virginia. Okay, now that's good. Um, I grew up on the water, by the way. Um, Aren't you something? From, uh, <laughs> I am something. But look, enough about me. That's how they come about. They 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 come from different places, but they've never been taught because you know right. what? Their parents have never been taught, and that's why uh, with a lot of stuff I um I have um in the forefront, like Deborah has to be a part of because you know I could teach you guys how to play. Football, but I can't teach you how to play at high level football right. in three days. Mm-hmm. But I do want the parents and the kid, kids to be a part of a, a seminar um, to tell you about your inside of your body and then sh- tell you about your mind mm-hmm. and get something out of it so you can make that sound judgment that you was uh, mentioning about early, Alex. Football, baseball. Your kid is going to play some sport uh, if, he, if he's talented enough or still have that passion, that hope, will, and desire. But then you have to make a you have enough education to make that sound judgment of whether he or she's going to play that sport or not. But you got to have more than athletic ability. You got to have a sense of uh, uh, taking care of my mind, my mental part of it, taking care, knowing what's in your body that, you know, that the damages that it can occur. And, and then we don't have enough time. That's why you definitely got to go to uh, yourclearage.com, Deborah DeBreeze website. What, what if we just keep talking? What do you about think, the fight? Do you think they cut we didn't even off? get to talk about the fight. Mayweather's a punk. The Mayweather Cotto fight. <laughs> Who cares? Was, uh, it was actually a good fight. Cotto held his own. We just talked about it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Mother's Day, everybody. <laughs> happy <laughs> Mother's Day oh, yeah. to happy all Mother's of you. Happy Mother's Coyotes. Day. Yeah. Woo! Oh. Yeah, okay, stop. Oh, what I don't understand, why can't people just say coyotes and they have to say yotes? Yotes, the one, not yotes. Yotes, whatever the yotes. hell it is. Okay, that's the Kwame last Okay, <laughs> is, I mean, you're that, you're that lazy. Hey, thanks for tuning the show. Hey, Alex going to post some uh, basketball yeah, stuff up on his website because we yeah. want to talk, you know, Dallas Mavericks are out of it, swept, by the way. Yeah, it's just like the Lakers last year. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Kwame last Sports Talk, thanks for joining in. Call up, check out the uh, fan pages, check out the website, yourclears.com. Uh, Rock and, Bar uh, Old Town. Rock Bar Old Town. You get a. Uh, Scottsdale. 14.5% off. Yep. Alright, thanks, Cindy. <laughs> Deborah, Alex. We'll Follow see you guys us. next week.
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Ah!